When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I write a weekly column for Cracked called The People vs. Adam Todd Brown, and I use that column to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I come on this show to defend those opinions. Joining me today... He is my co-worker at Cracked and one of the funniest people I know. He just wrote a column about Celebrity Family Feud, and fittingly enough, we're going to talk about it today. Ladies and gentlemen, Soren Bowie. Also joining me, he's one of my favorite guests to have on the show. He's a super funny comic. You can see his comedy game show at Flappers this Thursday. Or you can see him filming a one-hour special for Netflix in Denver on August 29th. Ladies and gentlemen, Mo Mandel. It's going to be a great show. Mo Mandel's here. What's up? I figured I'd go with you first while you were still eating. Why did you go to me? I was eating a granola bar. Yeah, because I'm an asshole and I'm a terrible host. I'm a professional. I'm going to chew through these delicious almonds and chocolates. There's a lot of smacking happening. Yeah, I'm going to push through it. I'm here. I'm doing your podcast. I'm excited. You told me you had a big listenership in the Denver area. Why would that matter? Because I'm recording my Netflix hour comedy special August 29th in the Denver area at the Gothic Theater. You can get free tickets if you go to momandel.com, M-O-M-A-N-D-E-L.com. August 29th, Denver. It's been good to see you. I'm going to go validate my parking and get the fuck out. <laughs> Thank you for doing the show, Mo. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good night, guys. So, Mo Mandel's here. Soren Bowie. Oh, this is a good canola bar. God damn it. Soren Bowie. Yeah, also, You're also here. Uh, I'd like to plug that I'm from Colorado. So, if any of you okay. want to go see my parents' house. Hit it, Brett. You know, the hardest part of this show for me is the first few minutes. Because <laughs> I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life. When all I really want to talk about is what I've been up to since last week. And that's why this segment's called This Week in Me. And as someone pointed out, it's the only segment, too. We stopped doing multiple. I don't even need to do this anymore. I just like cutting some motherfucker off. Beginning the show. All right. I was rude to Soren and also to his parents' house. I do that on every episode. If anyone would ever listen to this show just once in their life, then they would know I do that every time. I just cut someone off. Oh, yeah. That's oh, how that starts. Yeah, you're, you're mad that the people you have on as guests don't listen to the show they're being guests on. Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> That's how I am on every TV show or radio show I've yeah. ever been on. Like, 90% of the things I do, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's probably great. I mean, I don't want to talk to I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah. Listen to it I was there. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it. I thought this was a live show you were doing just for this guy in the sound booth. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It it's is. great so far. I Pretty great. It. So my column this week is about celebrity feuds that lasted entire careers. And it's a coincidence because Soren had a column 
about a celebrity feud this week also. <laughs> yeah, I uh, wrote about Celebrity Family Feud, which is, if you're not watching it, possibly the greatest show on television. First, I give it five minutes before Mo asks who books that. Celebrity Family Feud. Have you ever seen Family Feud? You know, when you stayed home sick as a child. Basically, the way the answers are determined is by doing a survey of the general public who knows shit. So if one of the questions is, what's one of the Great Lakes? And people name like Lake Titicaca. If the majority of survey takers think that that's the answer, then change the history books because that's the answer now. <laughs> that's what I always liked about Family Feud. You didn't have to be smart. You just had to know as much as the average moron in yeah, America. Yeah. You had to know. And, and so with Celebrity Family Feud, it's even better because celebrities have lost touch with how the average man thinks. So trying to watch them get inside the head of the general public is beautiful. <laughs> and the episode that I wrote my column about was Joey Lawrence versus Mario Lopez and their two respective families. Oh, so it's their whole family, too. They're not just representing. Well, like, they're yeah. not like families who fly in and like, holy shit, I'm I get a... to meet Joey Lawrence, too. That's not oh a crazy God. question because Mario Lopez, <laughs> it's not his family. <laughs> he has no family. Mario I'm, Lopez. Yeah, I'm scrolling down through the column and there is a large old African american woman and neither of these people his family was killed by the mexican mario lopez she <laughs> is not technically related to mario lopez but she did invent the sitting backwards in the chair move that he then <laughs> yeah. made phenomenally popular she so coined she, the word preppy she essentially is yes she coined the word preppy she also wore a lot of tank tops in her youth so she's essentially gave birth to mario lopez she's actually joey lawrence's sister <laughs> mario lopez is out of the family it's his wife his now wife if you remember he had a wife a while back for like two days that he they got an annulment almost immediately because he cheated on her at his bachelor party the night before the wedding yeah oh uh, you're not supposed to do that uh, i guess not and uh, how, which friend fucked him that's what i want <laughs> right, to know which friend fucked up that shot their big ass mouth off yeah, i think mario told her because mario is it's invincible so in his own mind. sensitive um, Dude, that's ridiculous and he just probably didn't want to get married if you're not married it's not cheating they hadn't been married yet I think that's still cheating. Is that not? <laughs> Wait a minute. Do I have this wrong? Is that why I'm, I, I woke up alone this morning before I went to do I, your podcast? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Generally, yeah. Girlfriends, boyfriends, that will end a relationship if you, even if you're like, hey, we're not married yet. Yeah. I mean, well, what is How cheating? Can, like, get a bachelor like party? you aren't even in the room. Look, babe, I was thinking about you the whole time whole time i was inside her oh bullshit now, i bullshit. don't know is that are we, are we really gonna put draw straws here but i don't understand though at a bachelor party you're allowed to have like strippers on you and all that kind of stuff so how far did he go he, yeah he actually had sex with her yeah he had sex with her vaginal uh, penetration yeah penetration uh, oh, and i think he then told intense. her oh, got her lubed up just she broke up with him because he's an idiot then <laughs> that's why she broke up with him he's very catholic and you'll learn that from watching family feud yeah he's obviously very catholic there are certain chicks there are certain points party certain i'm sure he didn't use protection <laughs> babe look it was okay i didn't use protection okay i didn't use protection on her and then you as well on our honeymoon so it's okay because i'm a good catholic we it, got jesus aids it's okay <laughs> there's a section in slurry family feud where his wife gives an answer he crosses himself and then slaps her on the ass so that gives you an idea of I hope that goes on his gravestone somehow like a gif of that I love that he's he's Catholic but still the Latino element wins out yeah, yeah. It's, it's spicy Catholicism <laughs> praise Jesus Whoosh. yeah dun, 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 dun. They That's make everything fun, don't they? <laughs> don't they, Preppy? So what about Joey Lawrence? How is he on, how is he on Celebrity uh, Great question. Joey Lawrence maybe talks four times. He says a total of maybe 50 words on the whole show, and they win. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought I knew who Joey Lawrence was, and now I'm looking at a picture of him, and now oh, I yeah. have no idea. Well, because who Joey he Lawrence doesn't is. have the hair anymore. He dude. looks, he looks different. entirely yeah. different. The he whole... looks like Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> the Lawrence brothers are all there. Matthew's there. Remember Matthew? Oh yeah. Uh, and then they got another brother named Andy who does, I guess, some voiceover work. And then there's the mom. <laughs> and then there's some old man, like on the Lawrence's side. And at first, I thought it was their dad, but there's and there's even a certain point where the mom answers a question and says her boobs, like that would sell the best because the questions are. And great. the guy goes, "No, no, no, no! I'm just an old guy who used to beat off the Blossom when he was on the show. I was, ah, I'm Mom Ernie. I'm the pedophile lived down the street from the Lawrence brothers, the luscious, the luscious Lawrences, as I call them, the luscious, the lush. Um, anyway, you know how phone. six ended up with those condoms in a purse? I like I when he had that. that feathery head that would blow in the Jersey wind. <laughs> Were they in the Jersey? The, yeah, they're from Jersey, right? I can't remember. Maybe Nick. Maybe the dad. Wow, I know the dad's name. Remember Jersey. they used to have that show, uh, Brotherly Love? Yeah. My my cousin actually wrote for that show. I went to a live taping of that show at 13. That was the first TV taping I ever been to. I thought it was Exciting. fucking phenomenal. Really? Just a great show. I mean, I thought at the time, I thought it was hilarious. I loved it. I felt like a star getting to go the first tv taping i went to was letterman and i hated it how just, old were you uh i was old i was like in my 30s why do you hate it it just i didn't like for one thing it was raining and i had to stand outside cold. the whole time it was, it was cold. cold inside was and it an out, just, outdoor taping <laughs> no they just make you line up letterman out. in the grass <laughs> yeah live yeah. at central park no they just make you stand outside first no matter the weather and then they all corral you into this like hot, steamy foyer yeah. area where they do like crowd calisthenics, where they're like trying to hype you up so you're a good crowd. And it's just well, yeah, you're cattle when you go to any shoot. Well, that's yeah. the good thing about my comedy mm-hmm. taping in Denver. You know, it's just going to be a real normal situation. Mm-hmm. You just go in there to the theater. Yeah. It's not going to be anything like you're talking. Well, yeah, so I've on been, August twenty ninth, to... people will won't be experiencing that. Yeah, no, you're right. I've been to on August. 29th. I've been to uh, <laughs> comedy tapings <laughs> like the one on in Denver on August 29th that you're doing at like the that Gothic. One? If you go to momandel.com at the Gothic tickets, that's How the one that we're talking about. Just think C-O-M. Howie Mandel, add hair, lose $100 million, and mm-hmm. that's me. A little more okay with filthy hands? Way You're- more okay, as long as they're all over my body. <laughs> Just like Joey Lawrence, I wish you was. It's Ernie, I'm back. <laughs> You're worth $50 million? No. <laughs> no. No, I am not. Maybe take, take a little more away. Yeah. Yeah, you want to okay. keep, keep talking about Celebrity Family Feud? It's a, so what happened was this guy in the middle, there's a, the old man, is not actually his dad. It's not the Lawrence's dad. I think maybe He's that's a grandfather. He's just like a ringer or something? Like yeah. he watches a lot of Family Feud? Honestly, yeah, because every single time that they get an answer right, they always steal. That's the only way they win. The Lopez's always win right off the cuff. Like they're the hot hands. So they start, they get the questions and then they inevitably fail. And it goes to the other side, and they Lawrence's get a chance to steal. That guy always has the answer, and he sends it up the line to to Joey. Joey answers, and they win. Nice. He's got the pulse of the nation. That guy's been watching so much Family Feud. He shouldn't be even standing that long. They uh, should, he should have had a chair. He's like, like eighty-seven. The pictures that you have in your in your column too, because I wonder how they were like. All right, who wants to do the punch <laughs> pose, <laughs> and who wants to do the scared pose? Do they have to flip? Do they have to do a bunch of poses? They probably do each, and then like sort them out. I hate. There's nothing I hate more. I was just at a bachelor party the other day, not the one where Mario Lopez ruined his marriage, oh. but a different one. And they had me and the other grooms were like do these stupid poses. And I'm like, this looks so. 
dumb. Yeah. Like, wh- whoever wants to see that picture and be like, oh, yeah, we were CIA guys in that <laughs> shot. <laughs> it was worth it. There we are as Charlie's Angels. Yeah, it's just so... Here we are jumping in the air. Yeah, it's so <laughs> dumb, dude. It's like... So dumb. Yeah. So we were talking about late night television at one point just now, <laughs> I think. <laughs> what about the Leno-Letterman feud? Did anyone in history ever side with Leno? I think, God. yeah. I think this old man who is in the Lawrence's family <laughs> might like have been his only constituent. Auto mechanics unions? There's a yeah, generation maybe. that we don't we don't talk to ever, I think. That's his his core base. Yeah, anyone over like 60 definitely sides with Leno. Yeah. They love it. They love how he's nice to people. They love how he, how he seems like he really wants to be there. They love, he's like cuddly. And then anyone who like, it still has anger inside them. It's like I like the way Letterman seemingly resents his success and the success <laughs> yeah. of his show. I always like that. But dude, no, I mean, but towards the end it was like impossible to watch. You know, Leno. I think because yeah. it was just it was so just like over the top. Hey, <laughs> you yeah. Know? And you're just like all right. Well, the jokes were ju- the jokes were abysmal after yeah. a while. The monologue, like it was, it was really, really like pulling teeth. And it's because I think you have a lot of people who don't have the context of. The internet. Yeah. The reason that it got so intolerable was because all those jokes were so well-tread and just so hacky that as a young adult, you're like, oh, I can't I can't watch this. But for somebody who has no context and they're hearing these jokes for the first time, that's got to seem brilliant to them. But also, yeah. what, what I thought was, what I've loved about seeing Leno since The Tonight Show, because I never really knew how funny he was until the, the appearance I've seen him do after The Tonight Show. Yeah. Like, he was on Fallon, and he was just being like, who I guess he was when he started out, like sort of a, a you know, a tough, angry Boston guy, and yeah, like just yeah, busting balls, and he's hilarious. Yeah, he's great. Like, he's so fucking funny, and then he was really funny in Ted too. He had that little yeah. thing he like poked fun at himself. Like he's so much funnier than he was that I knew of him on that show when I talked yeah. to other comics. Like, oh no, there's a reason he got to where he was. He was balls of the wall hilarious. Yeah, he was great before he was on the Tonight Show for thirty years. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, maybe he was funny. I mean, maybe I mean I don't know. Also, can anyone watch any of those shows? Mm. I don't know a single person is like up to eleven thirty, guys. I gotta <laughs> yeah. watch me some late night. Like, certainly nobody's tuning into it. I think you accidentally stumble yeah. into it. Yeah, uh, I wrote about that once. Those shows that get popular now are the ones that can generate good video skits mm-hmm. and then get them shared a lot on the internet. Like that's how Jimmy Fallon survives is by people looking at fucking videos of celebrities lip syncing yeah. the next morning. It's not people tuning into his show, but that's fine. That's like that's money either way, and that will probably help keep that show going. And it's something Leno obviously couldn't do. So yeah, you have enough bite-sized segments, and yeah, Jimmy Kimmel he'll stay afloat no matter what because of that because he's got these things that work so well a la carte that you can yeah. just watch the next day. And that's a thing SNL kind of introduced when Andy Samberg the digital shorts first joined and started doing the digital shorts. That was like what two thousand six or something. Yeah. That was, no, because no one wa- I mean, no one wants to watch the interview part of these shows anymore. No, like because they realize they're just so boring, and they haven't cracked how to do a good interview on late night. I think because like the ones they do on late night with like Leno and Letterman and Fallon, like it's just kiss ass celebrity time, and it's so fucking boring. No one yeah. really wants to hear about what it was like shooting that new Zach Galifianakis movie. Like no one cares. Yeah. Well, especially but then John Stewart, it's, it was way too serious, and then it was like yeah. I, I don't have time to go back to fucking college right now. I don't know where <laughs> what the medium is for that, where it can be funny and somewhat interesting. Maybe it just doesn't belong on TV. Maybe that's something you got to cut a podcast for. Yeah, it's, it's just other podcasts, late night podcasts. Tune in live eleven thirty. Not available for download. 
Not available in Denver, surprisingly. You have to that be online. Like, that seems like a horrible business model. It has to be online specifically at that hour. You're fucked. I wish I had someone I had a feud with, though. You know, because you got to reach to a certain level where people can be like, oh, you know, Vladimir Leno, you know. But if for me, it'd be like... Uh, Mo Mandel and himself, you know, like that's the person who he's hated the most throughout his career. You know, like you (laughs) have to, I wish there was like one person because like, you know, there's like when you're like angry at yourself or at your life or your career, it'd be great if you could just blame it all on one person. Yeah. As opposed to like yourself and your parents and all the horrible decisions you made and your ex-girlfriend and the parking attendant. Yeah. You could just be like, it's all you. It'd be easier. Yeah. You you wouldn't have have to feel responsible for your own misery. I just have a feud going but it's not you do yeah but it's is this a gladstone thing oh i fuck i forgot about gladstone yeah fuck gladstone we have another columnist that writes for cracked and they were friends to start which i think is always the way it works with superheroes yeah. and villains yeah. and then uh sometime there was some sort of or even with just two internet columnists <laughs> he's just <laughs> even... no no he had it right he had it right <laughs> soren have you ever had any feuds I was trying to think about that. Not really. I I usually avoid burning bridges, even with like previous relationships and stuff. I think the closest that I had was I once had a job where I was writing a pilot for a a woman who then bounced a bunch of checks and disappeared. Mm. And there was a long period of time where I was trying to get in touch with her and hated her. Like if if there was anyone that I would ever kill in my life, I was like, this is the person. Yeah. I'd never felt so mad. But that's the closest that I've had, and it's only because somebody really did something terrible to me. It's like generally, I think with beefs, like both people just misunderstood something, and now they hate each other. And that really wasn't the case. This one was genuinely awful. Yeah. Carrie Leisure. Her her last name is Leisure? Yeah. That's weird. There's someone (laughs) at a club where I host a show at who's pretty fucking awful. Yeah? Is it the Westside Comedy Theater? Who is it there? I don't know who it is. Ooh. Who is it at the Westside County Theater? Because that's what I feel like you're talking about. I'm just guessing. Are you just guessing? Just making a guess. I don't know. It's a guy at a comedy club. So, probably another comedian. Jeff May. Right. Well, Jeff May's <laughs> guys, always... Stay away from my beef. Jeff May's always, always a monster. So that, but unfortunately, just a huge monster. <laughs> yeah. Can't do anything yeah, about. an impossible to kill monster because he's <laughs> fucking... 18 feet tall. There's like there's a few people in comedy who I definitely have like ongoing beef with. Here's a problem. I don't know if they do as well or if it's <laughs> yeah. entirely oh, in my fucking head. Like I kind of think or if I ever took them aside I'm like do we got to squash this? They'd be like who who are you exactly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like but I swear everything they do in their career is a personally spite me, but I'm I, there's a good chance that I'm completely dyspsychotic. <laughs> That's it. not crazy. I was in high school somewhat of a bully and I think about the people that I was a bully to and like if I would ever approach them and be like hey I'm really sorry for throwing you in an irrigation ditch and like things like that but I don't want to do that partially because I'm afraid that I would go and tell them this and they'd be like I don't I honestly don't remember you and that would hurt way more <laughs> yeah that was I might I not, start was I not a good bully <laughs> how come no one shot up the school well, maybe you were a bully but you just didn't have that extra quality that really made you yeah. memorable there was no yeah I didn't even find my voice as a bully you for need a to throw time. him in an irrigation ditch and be like Soren soars again <laughs> <laughs> you needed a tag but yeah here's the thing though I think people remember the shitty things you do to them you know, so I think like you could have done something great for somebody that wouldn't remember who you are, but I think you do one bad thing to someone that's just like, oh, I fucking hate that guy for the rest of his life. So, like, there's people from high school I still hate for the rest of my life. Yeah, and I mean it's so long ago, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, 
Yeah, I definitely hold on to it with some Oh, I people. hold on to grudges like I'm falling out of an airplane. It's like a, fucking, <laughs> yeah. it's like a rope. I'm just yeah. like, no! I yeah, will still resent you for that thing you said about my It's great, because sometimes book. it's inspiring. Because all my grudges are like one-sided. I like it better that way. I don't want to listen. If I hate you that much, I don't even want to hear what, what the they don't they like about say. you. Yeah, I don't even want to hear it. That's healthy. <laughs> yeah, good. That's fine. That, so that facilitates good discourse. And then when I'll like see that person succeed at something or just do anything mildly good, I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna go do some shit now. It's inspiring. Really? So tell me, see, what does it inspire you to do? I don't know. Drugs. Drugs. <laughs> Drink. Drugs. Yeah. Hang, Spiral. Hang myself. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know spiraling? You should give it a shot. Uh, Downward yeah. spiral. Like you think it drives you to have these people that you hate? Yeah, I think it's not really hate. I think it's I'm competitive. Mm. And I think that drives me. This is I don't wild. think that's unusual, is it? No, that's totally normal. I think a lot of people do that. That's called jealousy. Being competitive? Yeah, well, just seeing somebody do something and being like, they don't deserve that. I, I could do better than that. Oh, that's doing usually it. just because I think they're not that funny. <laughs> I think one of my big fantasies is like to like fire people. You know, oh, I would yeah. love to have like get build up a position where like or not or not even fire, just like make it seem like I'm gonna hire people. For, like say I got like a TV show or like a big thing, and like yeah. everybody was submitting scripts and or trying to, and I like they all think they have it, you know, and then just be like, "Fuck you, <laughs> don't come in tomorrow. That was all a joke. You're not hired." And I have a whole other team ready to go just to crush them. You know, what I mean, like it's such a shitty fantasy, but. Just that power. What I hate the idea, though, is I would still, like, in the fantasy, I already achieved my dreams, but even that's not enough. <laughs> I still have to do something shitty to other people. And because I think like that, probably nothing good will ever happen for me. Could be. Except for on August 29th, when I'll be at Denver for the Gothic Theater taping Netflix special. How much are tickets? They're free. Oh, my God. com. Free, yeah. At momandel.com? Yeah. Or momandel. That one dot com dot edu. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man! I want to fucking get in a fist fight with some people. You know what I mean? Have you ever been in a fist fight before? Yeah, I'm not good at it. That's why obviously avoid it. <laughs> I got in a fight once. It was at uh, a fair in Peoria, Illinois. I was like 17, and this girl friend of mine had cheated on me with this dude, and I was young, so I was like, I'm gonna kick his ass, but I wasn't. Like, I didn't care. And then I was on the phone with her at one point, and he grabbed the phone and goes, Hey, man, I heard you were going to kick my ass. So I'm like, Well, now I have to. And we went. Not to, really? Yeah, no, I had to. It's the. It's, no, that is the law, though. Yeah. Law, law of Illinois, law of Peoria. It's law of the streets, man. And uh, so I went to this fair, and I looked for him, and I found him because he was, he was like a 6'3 black dude. Wow, and you made a huge mistake. So they're like <laughs> carnival games. So did she. What was she doing to you? <laughs> yeah, there was there were like people around and he was like talking in the Street Fighter video game version of this, the background is like a Ferris wheel and yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, You come to fight me? You're like, um, I was actually just gonna get a funnel kick. I actually he <laughs> was one? he was I'm talking I'm, they're on me. He was talking to some girl. And I just tapped him on the shoulder, and when he looked, I just hit him in the Ooh, jaw. Nice uh, work. Yeah. Because then it's not technically a sucker punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I let him know I was there, <laughs> so it wasn't a sucker punch at all. And then he turned around and beat me for seven months in a row. Now, where is this No, what at? happened is he, like... The fair came back the next year. He, like, kind of fell over, and I tried to push him over, but he kept his balance and just ran. And he ran in this circle, and I'm like, what the fuck is this guy oh, no. doing? 
And he the old like, boomerang goes up in the Classic. air and does this fucking karate move. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking die right now. It looked like he was 18 feet in the air. And then when his foot hit my chest, it was like, thump. Yeah. He tried to jump kick you? Yeah. And he like, ju- he like jumped too early. So by the time he landed, he was just like floating back down yeah. to the ground. So it didn't even, I was just like, what the fuck? But I was so shocked that that didn't hurt. That he just immediately punched me in the ear. Yeah. And that was it? That will hurt. Uh, then another friend of mine punched him, and it turned into a melee. <laughs> Man. But I, I was really glad he didn't shatter my sternum, because well, that kick looked like it was going to do something. Coming, yeah. That's a... That's... Fuck. That is like a... You know he was just waiting for this. Like, yeah. I'm going to do my fucking run. My signature move. <laughs> Left, 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 right, up, down, B. Finish him. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking crazy. And then it didn't work. Oh. And then you threw a fireball at him and won the match. That's amazing, yeah. I, that's generally how my finishes started in Mortal Kombat, where I think I'd have the move down, I'd do like a jump kick, and then it would just be an elbow to the ear. And, that's how, and I'd be like, oh, fuck. When he punched me, he was wearing a ring. I still have a scar on the side. I had to get stitches, and my parents were coming to pick me up. First, I was trying to hit on this girl I went to school with, with blood just streaming down the side of my head. Because you lost that other girlfriend. Because opportunity, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying to do that. And then my parents picked me up and they were like, uh, <laughs> did something happen? It's like, no, I just got just got a little cut. They were like, we're going to take you to the hospital. And you needed stitches. Yeah. yeah. And the guy bit my friend. What? The same Whoa. guy? Yeah. Where did he go to fight school? Like, he really has a fucking weird arsenal of tricks. Yeah, I don't know. Thomas McCoy is his name. We, I remember we once won't on bleep that one out. Shocking Piece of awe. shit. Yeah, well, those are like two very different moves. Like the spin kick is not generally associated with the the biter. You know what I mean? Those are the far yeah. ends of the fight spectrum. <laughs> yeah, that's like he does a spin kick and then he lies on his back and just waves his legs in the air so you can't get it. that weird capoeira move where he just sits on the ground. I want to learn that capoeira. Uh, that's that'd be that's a good amazing. move. Yeah, I don't think that's in your wheelhouse. Have you ever been in a fight? Son? I have, but I'm not good. I'm not a good fighter either. I don't. I have sort of like hands for radio. I would say they're very <laughs> delicate and effeminate. My hands, and they're really they don't do well in in bunches. Like when I have to put them into a fist and throw them at something. My hands are really best for radio or just stroking cocks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, got, that's really how I'm built. They're small enough that you can I can get two hands on the shaft and it you really just go to work. Indian, Indian rug burn. <laughs> I just sort of like, like it's almost like I'm watching myself in the fight, so I can't really react. It's like time with sex. Oh, this is ha- yeah, that'll happen with me with sex sometimes too. <laughs> but with fighting, you're like, oh, this is happening. That happens and when you I get start in the fighting face. while having sex. <laughs> yeah, you start to think about well, this is the weird scenario. Wow, I felt that guy hit me in the face. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like it's you're out of your narrating. Whereas it. other people like they they zip right into their focus. I'm sort of like. This would be a good time to <laughs> pop into my subconscious. <laughs> time for some introspection. Yeah. This would be a good time for a bird's eye view. <laughs> What's going on with Mo? <laughs> yeah, fights are fights are weird. I didn't write the article. I think Robert Evans wrote it, but I edited a cracked article about things people don't understand about getting punched in the face. And not only can you kill someone, obviously, with one punch, that happens all the time. But you can kill yourself if you get them on the teeth yeah. and don't get that treated. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah that's one of the most common you, ways. Well, you, could kill, you, well a- you get a really bad infection. As soon as you punch somebody, if you like get their teeth, 
and you like end up with a tooth in your hand or even just cut yourself and their saliva is in you, you really should go to the hospital because you will that will get infected no matter what. Yeah, really? that's one of the most common fight from injuries from people's mouths. Are We're dirty? all basically Gila monsters. Yeah, like, everyone's mouth is a cesspool of germs and disgustingness. Well, that's that's one of the main like you know like you ever have someone like 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 a homeless guy or something like harass you on the street or something like that or, or like somebody you know there's somebody just like be like a little like and you're like ah it's like a, you know, what would I do if this guy got closer I really wouldn't want to hit him because. Yeah, you don't Ugh. want to go with all that visceral yeah. get all, hair all up in that hep, hep C, <laughs> yeah. hep sizzle. Hep sizzle. Yeah, dude, I don't, yeah, I don't need to. Uh, Just punch him in the sternum. Yeah, I don't want to get anywhere near him. Even then, because if you hit him in the chest, maybe he's like, <coughs> he coughs. You're like, <laughs> I can't think of anything worse than being spit on or snotted on by uh, a homeless person. I mean, I'd rather they bleed on me. At least, like. Oh, can we talk about something in regard to germs? <laughs> this happened to me the other day, which just fucking blew my mind. I went, you know, because we're all like germaphobic. I mean, you, but you always hear like, you know, you don't have to be that scared. All the Mandels. That's just <laughs> Mandels. Anyway, I went and got a uh, HIV test the other day and like the whole screen and all that. And I went to the doctor and I said, uh, I couldn't believe he said it. I go, hey, yeah, I just want to make sure, you know, he's like, you want to do the, you do the, there's the STD screen and it's it's, it's a different for the HIV screen. I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, I definitely want to get tested for HIV too, you know. And he's like, well, why? He goes, I go, he goes, you feel like you might have been exposed. I was like, well, you know, I've had some unprotected sex and a little nervous about it. He goes, well, are you gay? And I was like, no. Whoa. And he goes, well, I mean, you're probably fine. I was, like, I was like, whoa, is this like 1982? Like, <laughs> I thought you were though. not supposed... <laughs> I know, but I was like, isn't that like the opposite yeah, of what the message crazy. you guys have been trying to spread? And then I talked to somebody else at a different... Who went and did, did, and he said they said the same thing. <laughs> isn't that fucking weird? That's, That's really crazy. That's fucking insane, <laughs> I dude. thought you were going to say he said, just joking. Mm-hmm. But no, no, no. God he damn. Was, he and he was just like, eh, you're probably all right then. I was like, oh, should we still just do the fucking test <laughs> for five dollars and find out? Should we just know? And then when I called up the hospital to get the results, uh, you know, they took like the whole screen. I go and they go, which ones you want to know? I'm like, <laughs> I was like, all of them, all of them. What are you fucking talking about? Because like, they were going to send it to me. I'm like, I want to know now. I don't want this to be like a Christmas card that takes a while to show up. And she's like, yo, you want to know all of them? Okay, we can do that. I'll just say those five words instead of the three words I was going to say. Yeah, if it's all of them, couldn't she just like name... If you had any... Yeah, they she like, could just name the one. Yeah, let's just go with the ones that I got to worry about. Yeah. All right? How about we don't go with the ones that I... Yeah. And then she could have just been like, none. And it was over. <laughs> I or, wish she had said oh, that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think the only way... She could have been like... Herpes. That would have that's been acceptable it. as if you, he would have said, "Have you had sex with any men?" And you're like, "No." And he goes, "Too bad." You're missing he's, out. Like, he's like, he's like, he's like, real fag. Yeah, real opportunity. Have you had sex with anyone from the Ivory Coast? No. Oh, thank God. Then you ever you're blown fine. a doctor while he's holding the string? <laughs> Seriously, have you had sex with anyone from the Ivory Coast? I, I wouldn't know. I don't think so. Oh, I think it's that's called the really irresponsible. Now. I mean, that's the not something I generally. Yeah, I think people. it's like now the French pronunciation. Uh, I would just refer to it um, as part of the area of the world I never want to go. Who's yeah. ever in charge? Really, now with Ebola, it's really it's scary. Just, it's they went just... from a low to an even lower on my tours of lists. Like, hey, if rampant violence and AIDS isn't enough, <laughs> how about a weird mystery virus? <laughs> well, how else are you going to see the kids who make your chocolate? Oof in action if you don't go to the Ivory Coast. Can I answer that with, all the- I'm fine to never see that. <laughs> I also don't need to know the kid who sewed this shoe I'm wearing. I wrote an article about that for Cracked, and it almost gave me a nervous breakdown trying to make it funny. Oh, yeah. And, like, 
I was like just trying at one point there's a picture of a child slave like doing some cocoa shit and I photoshopped the Nestle quick bunny just standing next Ugh. to him giving him the That's peace tough, sign. man. That doesn't feel good. No, it <laughs> didn't feel right. But Dude, those kids are working in what is essentially a chocolate factory. I'm sure they're having a great time. <laughs> I, I have a friend who... Not his, really, it's not like Willy Wonka. I'm sure it's not that dissimilar <laughs> no, to I Willy saw, Wonka. <laughs> I saw a video of these people in Africa who would never take... And they work in the chocolate or the cocoa harvesting industry... And they've never tasted chocolate before. They had no idea. They're like, oh, Americans like this weird, bitter thing that comes off of trees. Right, because they haven't it's processed gross. it. What is, you know, we don't even know what the Americans like about this. This is terrible. You know what would be cool? You know how there's there's this... <laughs> and then somebody went and put his hand on it and go, and you'll never find out. <laughs> now back to digging! <laughs> there's all those organizations and commercials where they're like, for 25 cents a day, you can feed and clothe a child in a third world country. Like, if I gave them, like, a dollar a day, could they whip up shoes for me every... <laughs> Start like, make own. it, like, a Nike that subscription kind of thing? Yeah, Cut yeah. out the middleman of the... Yeah, just ship me off a pair of Jordans every four months, and I'll give you a dollar a day, kid. Uh, I'm sick of these charity organizations harassing us in our mailboxes. That's what I'm mm-hmm. done with. Because I gave uh, money to the L.A. Children's Hospital, and they started sending me, like... This year, I've received, I think, about, like, 30 fucking, like, hand-drawn cards from the kids, like, saying, thank you, and they're trying to get more. And then also in the thing is, like, put more money in with this account number or whatever, you know? Yeah. So it's like they're just trying to guilt trip you into that. But even more scary, it's like they're running, like, a little sweatshop down there. Like, what are they just going by the room? Hey, Trevor, let's whip up some more cards. <laughs> <laughs> Wake them up at 5 in the morning yeah. and give them construction Wake paper. Up. Leukemia. We have crayons. <laughs> also, it's like, dude, now I'm like li- a single guy living alone whose apartment is filled with children's artwork. Like, that's fucking a pretty <laughs> yeah. creepy look for a Tinder date. That is, that's very creepy. I was on the Third Street Promenade heading to one of my shows, and there was this guy with the uh, clipboard trying to sign people up for shit. And he goes, uh, hey, man, would you care to help kids with cancer? And I was like, no, I'm in a hurry. And I walked past, and he goes, Okay, fine. Cool shirt, though. And it had Satan on it. It was just Satan. So it's like, those kids must feel... He must really hate that job. Like, the There's, fucking, every one of those kids burns in it. We have an intern at Crack now who used to do that canvassing where he would go out and like with a clipboard in front of Whole Foods and try and get you to sign up for shit. He worked for a company that was basically like for hire mercenaries where they didn't care about the cause. This was just a group of canvassers that were hired out by... Oh, like, yeah, most of them. Yeah, are like you that. get told so, that morning so, what your Yeah, what so your when they're coming is. at you and they're saying like, what, you don't care about what the world's going to be like in 15 years? It's like, well, no, because you don't, you don't either. Like, you're just trying to earn a paycheck. Yeah, I just say no. Do. No, I, I don't. can't stand that you walk out of Ralph's and they're fucking right there. Do you care about the environment? You're like, I'm holding Jägermeister, dude. Clearly, I don't even <laughs> care about myself. All right, so let's start with me first, and then we'll work our way up to the trees. Save the Santa Monica Airport. Why? <laughs> I don't fly there. That's stupid. Yeah, a private airport next to a park? I mean, yeah, basically. Turn it into a club. Try to keep Harrison Ford alive. Close it down. <laughs> what? Harrison Ford got in a plane crash oh, from that airport. Yeah. Oh, this this is why I don't support the environment. That would be amazing if you're playing golf. Harrison Ford just well, land on your golf course, land on your hole, crashed at your hole. First of all, that it's a plane, and then to watch Harrison Ford climb out of it would be pretty surreal. And that he just climbed, like he's not dead. He just gets out. Yeah, so I'm on phone. Harrison Ford, play through. Punches a terrorist. <laughs> he walks. You're like, that was amazing. You look at the burning rubble, and there's just like a Wookiee burning to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 
He's like, yeah, fuck him. <laughs> You're like, man, that relationship really went downhill. Just bringing like, us back to celebrity feud. feud. Celebrity feud. Should we talk about Oasis? Yeah, absolutely. Why did I watch this stupid documentary on Yuri Geller? Oh, yeah, let's talk about Yuri Geller. You oh, did you watch research. it? Yeah, and I knew I shouldn't have because I knew you weren't even going to bring it up. No, no, and no, I no, sat no. in Starbucks morning and looked at your fucking notes you sent me yesterday. Because we got like started on idiot. the Soren thing. You're right. We should talk about no. Yuri Geller. I forgot about him. Yeah, uh, a lot of really interesting James things. James the Amazing Randy. There's a documentary on Netflix right now called An Honest Liar. It's about James Randy. I talked about him on a live cracked podcast very briefly once because there's this guy who was able to identify any piece of classical music just by looking at the grooves on the record. And this James Amazing Randy, his gig is that he goes around and debunks people who claim to have these weird psychic or mental abilities. He's just a, prof- a party he's, pooper. Yeah, he's a professional yeah. buzzkill. <laughs> yeah. And he actually... <clears throat> Excuse he, me. No. Professional wet boy. He actually ran like a series of tests on that guy and proved that he was legit. Like he could actually do that. But then he dedicated a lot of his career to debunking Yuri Geller who is one of, somehow still one of the most famous psychics, even though this guy, almost every time Yuri Geller comes out with a new trick, this James Randi basically goes on late night TV and says, no, here's how you can do it at home. And Yuri Geller just carries on. And he uh, very famously set up an experiment on Johnny Carson's show that uh, foiled Yuri Geller. Ooh. I just don't understand, like, the way Johnny handles it, though. It's so weird. Like, Johnny is so determined to, like, make this, like, a real deal test. Yeah. But what does he think? The guy's, like, actually a magician? Like, he's, like, actually, like, a warlock? Like, I don't understand. Like, I I just didn't understand his... Johnny seems so serious. It's just so fucked, because he comes out there, ready to do his thing. He's got his big moment, and they've just taken all his tools away from them. That's like if I was in Denver on August 29th to do my special, mm-hmm. and they fucking were like, "Hey, you can't do any material." Yeah, like uh, you could just see in his face, he's like, I "Oh have seen that. shit!" Like he's just like, "What could have been going through his head in front of like 40 million people?" Just like, "What? Well, that, what can he do?" He's like trying to be like, "I mean, there's just nothing to do." He can't sniff the trick out. I think know? James Randi's problem with Yuri Geller is that he would not call himself a magician. He always claimed what he did was actual psychic ability. And what happened on the Carson thing, the the trick Yuri Geller was trying to do, he had done a few weeks before, he puts these 12 canisters and there's a steel ball inside one of them. And they're sitting on a tray and he just like kind of puts his hands over them and then he'll like move the tray a little bit and then eventually he finds it. Well, what James Randi figured out is that when he's moving that tray, whatever canister has the steel ball in it is going to slide a little Mm -hmm. and that's how he knows which one it is so when he had him on carson he was like just don't put the canisters on a tray so he can't slide them around that's all it that's all it took to throw him because he's not a psychic he's a magician but he won't tell people he's a magician yeah but that's just like i don't know i mean it is petty it's like obviously he's not a fucking magician it's like everyone knows it that's like if somebody like Hulk Hogan was going to get hit with a chair, and so I was like, we put a fucking lead chair instead of the things you can't do your trick. It's like, yeah, dude, people know that. They're there for the pageantry. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what, you're going to like be the fucking cock blocker of patter now? 
It's just that's really annoying to me. And I hated the thing in the beginning of the doc. I haven't seen the documentary, but I just watched the clip. He said, he's so happy, Randy. I like that you were just so mad about watching the documentary, and now you're like, I haven't I watched watch the documentary. I watched like a 45-second clip of it. Well, no, I, was, I said I went through your email. But, <laughs> At a Starbucks. But he was like... Oh, I, sorry, you had to read the email. But I actually looked at the clips this time. <laughs> I had never done that before. Oh, okay, thank you. But he's just like, here it is. This is when I got him. It's like, fuck you, you old piece of shit. Like, you just <laughs> fucked this fucking Jew whose parents just escaped the Holocaust, went to Israel. He became a big fucking... I'm only assuming that's... I, I don't know. Maybe his parents didn't. You haven't checked his parents' arms. I didn't know. But he was from Israel. It seems the timing works out. Yeah. But it didn't fuck his career. That's the whole thing. That's still, why it carried yeah. on for so long. Like, he would... Because then Yuri Geller started doing the spoon thing where... I don't know. He just like you could bend a spoon with his mind. Yeah, That's and then useful. James Randi was would just like go around handing people spoons and go, <laughs> "No, here you do it too." Yeah, and it's just like a hand thing. I know this type of person, the James Randi type of person, who's just like just a destroyer by nature. Yeah. Like they only get satisfaction <laughs> out of watching other people fall apart. And like, there's a lot of them online. There's a lot of them that are just that are ready to attack anybody. Like, yeah, what happened with Amy Schumer and stuff, where people are like. Uh, that one. I want her to die. I want her. Yeah. To, I want to destroy her. Uh, let's see. What can I? They dig through everything that she's ever done, and what is it that's offensive that I can attack her for? And everybody else was like, "Yeah, destroying stuff is fun." Yeah, like, they'll hop on board. That never works though when it's something stupid. Like people get mad about it and say, "Oh, comic can't say anything," but that shit never works. Like yeah, Amy Schumer's fine. Trevor Noah's fine. They're gonna be fine. Yeah, that's just people digging up shit. No one cares. I think about. it makes like, especially in Amy Schumer's case, it made, that's kind of what made really made her career. Like, because she did that great roast episode, and then they were all like, everyone was outraged about this thing she said about the guy from Jackass who died. And then by the time the dust cleared, she was just known as the edgiest, most truth-telling comic alive. You know? Yeah, and, like it just unless you say something overtly hateful about a group that is like unjustifiably like you couldn't have been making a joke then it's like as long as it's still within the realm of your act yeah say something along those lines like for instance like what's a position that you hold that if if anyone knew it would ruin your entire career yeah i am actually the secret enemy of adam todd brown Whoa. I think that would do wonders for your career. For my career? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Well, then I'm coming out with it. Yeah. I'm yeah. your enemy, dude. Oh, uh, uh, we should talk about this. I'm not sure that's actually going to help you, Mark. I don't think it's going to help. I'm going to be surprised if this podcast moves the needle on even these Denver ticket sales. Really? Let alone my overall fucking career. Big demographic in Denver. Which episode of your podcast has the most listens? Is it the one I'm on? I don't know. Would you, do you I know? Bet it? It, I bet it is. If well, not, I can make it happen. I think most of them had about 400 listens. <laughs> it very easily could be. Yeah, yeah exactly. then absolutely yours would have been. Are you going to come to my show at Flappers on Thursday? Uh, wh- why wouldn't I now? Hype that. <laughs> dude, you better fucking come, dude. <laughs> As your mortal enemy, <laughs> I, I need you there to inspire me. I'll come to your, sh- <laughs> I'll come to your show. I'll come to it. I could have been on it. You know, comic, but that's cool. It's all right. I feel like you're more like the audience caliber comic. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong about that. I'm pretty fucking funny. This beef is really growing. Yeah. I can sense it already good. in the world. Yeah. Well, once I found out it was going to help my career, I was like, I'm going to fucking hate the shit out of that guy. Yeah. 
Yeah, you should do People that. People will look back on this. This will be the beginning of the documentary when they make it. Can we just look at what's in front of you, by the way? Nicorette gum and two orange sodas. It is not even noon, and the man needs two orange sodas in front of him with with Nicorette. Dude, if you're going to be drinking two orange sodas before noon, just smoke and die. <laughs> you, first of all, first of all, that's Hawaiian punch. Hawaiian punch <laughs> is a new addition. I just love that you're like, I'm going to try to get myself healthy. And then have some strawberry soda and then more strawberry soda and then have breakfast uh i already had breakfast was it strawberry soda yeah yeah <laughs> it was delicious strawberry soda <laughs> gotta get my berries in damn right it's not it's hawaiian punch all right well at least it's fucking well, at it's least basically it's, a cornucopia of fruit you're yeah. right at least it's international it's paleo <laughs> international. it's certainly intercontinental at least <laughs> at least at least it's european uh should we do comments you know it's a big world out there. It's easy to feel like the things you say don't matter. I want you to know that's not true. We call this segment Your Voice Matters, where we read your stupid fucking comments <laughs> from the past couple episodes and respond to them personally. Fade it out. Trust that every that got everyone back into a mellow, mellow kind of mood. You have sort of yeah. an ASMR voice. This is an interesting comment I'm looking at. Here. I am trans, and I'm really not fond of the trans community. You have Whoa. to love Laverne Cox because she's black, standing, and openly fights for transgender rights. Caitlyn Jenner, she's either adores a goddess alongside Laverne. Read it out loud, please. Okay, Caitlyn Jenner, she's either adores a goddess alongside Laverne Cox or hated for being white, rich, and on TV. I don't think that's, I don't know who hates her for being, yeah, that. But some dimwits, dimwits even accuse her of not really being trans, but just a man pretending to be, which is the stupidest fucking thing ever. Caitlyn Jenner is awesome for trans people. For one thing, do I have to read this whole thing? This is a lot. You can, you can read whatever you want, but if you're going to read, say it. People kind of mumble through the oh, things because okay. they're reading it in their I, heads, this is what this I'm, is a broadcast media. Well, this is what I'm having trouble with. Panicking agent starts with i'm trans and i'm really not fond of the trans community but then says some very nice things about right the trans it's a community. very it's a very post. i think it's a great post with a horrible exposition <laughs> and the delivery was rough the delivery <laughs> got some just vocal criticism no it's not you people often on the podcast come and they'll pick out a comment and they'll go okay it's broadcast broadcast medium Stick to it. You know, you're a performer. I believe you're performing soon in Denver. Can't believe you let Brett talk yeah, on this August podcast. 29th. I know. <laughs> Ali Bouchelle says, I've been sucked off by lots of guys, and I can assure you a lot of them don't know what they're doing. Now, that's a man card revocation reason in my book. Mo Mandel, you ever lost your man card for not sucking a dick right? Well, it's yes or no. Actually yes or no. <laughs> no. Okay. No. He's great at sucking she, Wait, dick. the girl, said, really she, the girl said she's been sucked off. Or that was a guy. No, Ali is guy. a guy. Oh, okay. He's, he's British. Everyone named Ali is a dude over there. All right, here's one. ATB, I like that you have a Wikipedia page, but we need more info for it. I was listening to an old episode, and you mentioned you had a kid. What's that all about? Do you have a kid? Yeah, I'm not going to put my kid on my Wikipedia page. You have a kid? Page. Maniacs, yeah. Dude, I realized, like... I don't know anything about my friends in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> like, all I, I ever know is, like, shit that we're doing in our careers. I don't know anything. He's about. fucking 21. Shut up. Yeah, he is. How old are you? 39. I started fucking young. Wow. Yeah. Dude, I've learned so much about you today. Fucking jump Well, kicks. it's because I don't like you that much, so I don't share information with Why you. Why are you saying that, dude? Just because we're mortal enemies and want you to die in a fucking <laughs> irrigation ditch that he throws you in. 
We should be. Our, I've been itching. <laughs> it's been a long time since I threw someone in an irrigation ditch. We should be on season three of True Detective. Just two guys you trying two. to get to oh, know about be each other's a fucking buddy life. Co- yeah, finally yeah. Like, take that that turn, Pizzolato. Make it a buddy cop show. They're mortal enemies, and then they become friends throughout solving the case of that raped and missing woman. No, so think- did anybody watch the series finale of True Detective? <laughs> <laughs> I wa- oh, Don't God. tell me because I haven't seen it yet. My fucking I haven't either. HBO it's so it. bad. Nothing happened. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. Yeah, that was like a very confusing, like, so does... Does anyone on HBO give notes? Or, yeah. <laughs> or they just sort of like, well, you did seven and a half good episodes. We'll let you just take this one on your own. I mean, did no one say, this doesn't make, this This doesn't work at all. No, that was a stupid fucking show. That was the, it was probably the most embarrassing TV I've, I've ever seen. Like, yeah. considering how hyped up it was. They did nothing but talk. And who's in They it? just it was, talked. It's really I was just shit. laughing at the television by the time the... The finale was going on. Just... The only part I like was when that big fat like Filipino guy right before he got his ass. He was like, "Oh, what's up, Frank? You all squab?" <laughs> <laughs> I like the word squab. Yeah, that makes me want to get a fight. So we're like, "Oh, we gonna squab?" <laughs> I do like That's Colin true. Farrell beating the shit out of that kid's dad, and then turning to the kid and being like, 12 year old, my ass." <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> like, doesn't believe the kid's 12. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. I like how fat his kid was, too. <laughs> yeah, like, God, what was the casting? It was like, we're just looking for a giant fat piece yeah. of shit kid. Like a kid who could not look like more... A waste of like space. Like a fat fucking kid in a mall drinking a fucking Frappuccino. <laughs> yeah, like, I get that they were trying to make it like look like it's not his kid. Because that was, but that kid looked like line, ridiculous. <laughs> he didn't look like either. He didn't look like the he mom look either. Like the mom, yeah. <laughs> he didn't look like the guy who raped the mom. No. <laughs> like, where did the redhead come in? Great question. Blood. Oh Jesus! Oof. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, Trump. Ouch. Topical hashtag <laughs> MeganKelly.com. <laughs> okay, uh, Amanda Murphy says you're so right about New York water. It's sweet and fresh and tasty. It is, goddammit. Hey, guys, great episode. I have a random question from Amanda Murphy. No way. I want to move to the city when I graduate and become an actor. Could you tell me about your experience when you, fir- oh, when you first got started? When did you decide you wanted to be a comic? How did you go about getting gigs and establishing a career? What was your first apartment like? I would love to hear your Holy perspective. Shit. You guys rock. God damn it, that's a lot of questions. She, uh, this is something, by the way, that I, that's like specific to the internet and, and to having people be able to beam a question to you from millions yeah. of miles away that I don't understand anymore. Like the entitlement of people who say, why don't you look at this thing that I wrote? Or like, why don't you tell me exactly how you got started and how yeah. I can do it? It's like, well, you know, that's my time. Like that means something. Like that should, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not just going to give that to you for free. I, actually, I know, and it's such a just like an inability to, want to put in the work themselves i had this fucking weird thing where i was opening this comedy club the other day and and i didn't see the mc's act but he drove me back to my hotel and uh as we were driving back he's like so so how so when should i move to la like when 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 are you ready i was like well how long you been doing he's like about five years and i was like well you know it's probably about time you know and he's like i just can't stop i quit my job i got this girlfriend he was like he was like really sincere you don't want to know and i was like he was giving me a ride to my hotel so i took it real serious he was like well you know this might be a thing there and gave him like my real advice and then the next day i watched his act and i was like 
Oh God, you are horrible! Like never move. Like you should, you should not be doing this. Like you are so unfucking funny, and it, and I don't mean a dick. I was just like, oh, I would never have given you such sincere advice if I knew how bad you were. You driving yeah. me yesterday? That was great. That, that was be funnier your than your show. Maybe Uber. Yeah, that's let's a- talk Uber. Maybe you should be an Uber comic. <laughs> but, it, yeah, so some of these people are like, how do I do it? How do I move? How do I get that job? How do I get the yeah. thing? You're like, do you have, have you done comedy? I've done a month of it. Great. Hit me back in three years. <laughs> like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, and like my, I wrote about my experience moving out here on Cracked, but mine's different. I had a job already. I had this job. I didn't move out here and then get this job. I got hired for this job and then moved out here. So that makes things significantly easier. As we've discussed on this podcast, when I moved to New York, fresh out of college, bright-eyed. Hit it, Brett! I had a terrible apartment, and I was a carny. <laughs> so so that's how it works out. I, yeah, I slept in a room that was also a laundry room. banana on a podcast. You slept in what? A room that was also a laundry room of the house. And when I got it for $600, they were like... In LA, they were like, "We're going to use the laundry machines whenever we want. Like, we're not going to respect." And I was like, "Nah, yeah, no, you, but yeah." But they did. Like for some reason, they were doing laundry like three thirty in the morning. I was like, "Jesus, what? <laughs> the fuck!" And I remember I moved in, and the guy looked a little strung out. And I was like, "Hey, look, I just want to make sure like you don't do a lot of drugs, right?" Because I just don't like being around people who do drugs. And he's like. No, I smoke a little weed every now and then. That's about it. Turned out, not only was he like a huge cokehead, he was like selling coke out of our house, <laughs> which is so ridiculous. Like, how bad did he need me to move in? He couldn't have just been like, all right, probably not for you. Oh, did yeah. you mean, you meant coke too? Oh, You're counting coke as a drug? That's a vitamin. <laughs> and then one time he fucked a girl in his room for, I think, 12 hours. That's, that's like, coke, man. Like, it blew my yeah. fucking mind. Like, it just went on and on and on and on and on. Like, for so long, I like, went to Subway because I was eating those, <laughs> The $5 footlongs was the only way I was, like, staying alive. And I came back and they were still going. And it was just like, this is like, I don't even understand the physical chemistry how this could be happening. Like, it was just mind-boggling. That's when I thought maybe he's so on drugs. that's your answer, Amanda. You got to move here. You live in a laundry room with a, a guy who does a lot of coke and, and has sex with women for marathon amounts of time. And then you jerk know you made it. Jerk off during it. And make sure you have <laughs> a job subway, before jerk you jerk off into the wrapper. And then that's, that's your career. And then you get on Comedy Central's <laughs> premium blend when they bring it back. <laughs> User 741-702-939 says, holy shit, you guys are funny. What do you mean, that's what? Nice. I like Lord Zenu. LOL. Got him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> At first I thought maybe you were just in perpetuating this, that you were feeding the animals and by talking about their comments online, and now I'm realizing that you really just ripped them to shreds. <laughs> so oh, yeah. it's the exact opposite. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dark. Alter 2000 says his introduction was right. He is the racist one. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That was Josh Denny. Oh. So we had a very diverse cast last week. We had a Latina woman, Ugh. black male, Oof. had an old Jew Eesh. over here, I am. and we had a racist, Josh Denny. Oh, no wonder. Should have known he was a Jew, by the way. He fucking insulted. <laughs> was not happy with my comment reading. Have, excuse me. It's an audio medium. Please, if you would refrain from mumbling. You know Mo's going to hang on to that, too. Mo doesn't uh, let go no, of people no, he doesn't like. Don't throw your ass in an irrigation <laughs> ditch when you're 14, 45 years old. Mary Jane Foxy at 3036 says, Adam, just save the show. I don't know what I did. But, yeah, well done. But, hey. Threw the life preserver out there. It's the least I could do. Hold it back. You know how I do. Actually, I do know what happened there. What um, happened? Is we're, this a long story? Yeah. Fuck it. 
<laughs> Nothing too interesting. Uh, That's one of my favorite things to do. Speaking of saving the show, like when I'm working with like comics out of town that I don't know, just, just to walk in after the show's done and be like, "Ah, oh, my fucking back hurts." I'm like, "Oh, whatever." I'm like, uh, it "Just hurts from carrying this show." <laughs> <laughs> And then just fucking walk out. They're like, well, I got the biggest asshole. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Oh, I do it all the time. It's amazing. I never address it either. I just I let them <laughs> just terrible fucking, thing to do. I just let them wonder if I'm being because, like, you know, you'd have to figure eighty five percent I'm joking. But if they don't know me, there is a fifteen percent I'm just some fucking psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it way more interesting in the green room. I like that. So we didn't have any voicemails. No. Please call the voicemail line, 505-3-UNPOPS. Ask a short question. Don't talk for three minutes about whatever you want to talk about. It's not going to get on the show. And our Sorry. apologies to the Joan Fontaine sisters for being bumped from this episode. Yeah. <laughs> the when, lead story in Adam's email. Another research I did. Read a whole article. Found out there was one called Haviland Fontaine. Oh, wow. And then we didn't even discuss it. Do you want to talk no, about it? No, I don't want to, now. No. Do you want to? No, I got to take we, my Let's my make dogs, this a two-hour podcast. Sick. I have to take him to the hospital. But I just want to point out that you did mm. lead with the story that didn't. No, you didn't lead with second, but still. It'll make fine. it in the column. It's all right. Yeah, it'll be this in the column. This is all supplementary. Yeah, that's the whole thing. This, it's you know what else good will, if it's You different. know what else will make it in? My comment, which I will be posting. <laughs> I don't read the comments on my columns. I don't give a shit. No, on this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Leave a comment. Mo, no, do you have it? any plugs? Denver, August 29th. The Gothic Theater. Two shows. Free tickets. My hour Netflix special. Okay. Go to momandel.com, get free tickets. Anything happening this week? I'll be at Flappers Comedy Club on Thursday doing my game show, The Gauntlet. Oof. I thought it was Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday and Thursday, but Wednesday's looking pretty good. Thursday, we need some help. <laughs> 7.30. Don't you dare go to the Wednesday show. We're actually Thursday. doing... When is this air? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Forget it. <laughs> We're <laughs> doing a live podcast at UCB, but it'll oh, be yeah, before tonight. that. Oh, that's tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not on that. I'm not on that either. Uh, I don't know that either. Yeah. So, <laughs> so don't there. worry about I'm that. I'm not on your show in Denver. Don't worry about that anyway. You can go. If you go to my website and get free tickets. I got family there. <laughs> All right, there you go. But it's the day after I'm supposed to have a son. So. Oh, dude, fuck your kid, man. <laughs> what is I'm he doing for you? I have a bunch of shows. Well, not a bunch of shows. I'm <laughs> doing a show with Jeff May and Alex Schmidt on August 22nd in Scottsdale at Stand Up Scottsdale. We're going to be in San Diego September 18th at uh, what's a fucking comedy club down there. Can't think There's of a lot of them. Yeah, I the American Comedy Company? The Palace? UC San Palace. Diego Cafeteria. We'll figure it out. The Pier? No, I think it's the Palace. <laughs> I think it's the Palace. Madhouse? Petco Park. September 18th. I'll get, I'll get you the exact <laughs> venue next show. But September 18th, me, Alex Schmidt, and Jeff May will be there. I'll be in San Diego the weekend after. Oh, oh God! Shut up, Brett. For personal reasons. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, and then I have a show this Thursday in uh, Long Beach at some fucking restaurant. Oh, man, this Bradley is really You are fishing, just horrible at this part of the show. <laughs> How big can Long Beach be? Just show up. <laughs> and then uh, Friday night, Westside Comedy Theater, the darkest hour at eleven thirty. Nice. We'll tell all the racist jokes. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Say goodbye, Soren. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Brett. Goodbye. Mo Mandel, say goodbye, motherfucker. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>